Welcome everyone. I am Michael, your host for Antediluvian Revelations, a poetic retelling of the book of Enoch, the prophet. This is the first segment of the revised summary discussion for part five, the ordination of Enoch. The fifth part of the epic poem presents what is commonly known as the epistle of Enoch in two cantos. The first canto presents the prophetic sermons of Enoch. There is a significance to the repetition of the word book in this part of the story because this is the prophecy about this book and others like it that will foretell the future and instruct all of mankind with regard to the mysteries of God Almighty. This prophecy about books may refer to the Torah and Talmud, the New Testament, the Quran, the Book of Mormon, and many others. This prophecy about future books being written is another example of those many antediluvian revelations Enoch wrote about in his book, which was not included in the Holy Bible. Enoch's prophecies rightly belonged in a compilation of sacred texts more than the book of Genesis that Moses wrote. Enoch's book tells the true story of how the Nephilim were abominations to God. But Moses tells the Egyptian version of the first CE6 event by saying that the Nephilim were heroes worshipped by men. The Egyptians worshipped the errant alien angel offspring as gods and heroes the same as Hindus, Greeks, Romans, and Sumerians. But they were false gods who oppressed humanity. Initially in the first canto there is an enumeration of seven different eras of mankind. Identifying the specific historical markers for these seven eras begins with Enoch in the first era. The second era was the Great Flood, which may have been followed by a brief ice age or extended period of winter and climactic change caused by the devastating comet impact. The third era was the time of Abram and the evolution of the Israelites. The spread of the tribes of Abraham repopulated the earth, but there were other human survivors as well. Of course, it was the realization of the Ancient of Days that the Flood would not completely wipe out all of humanity, but the intervention would eliminate the worst of the abominated alien offspring. The Fourth Era becomes known as the Visions of Holiness, which refers to Moses' liberation of Abram's descendants from slavery in Egypt, the creation of the Ark of the Covenant, and the prophet Elijah. The Fifth Era is a prediction of the House of Glory and Dominion, which is easily interpreted to refer to the house of David and the dynasty of King Solomon. The sixth era is a period of darkness, and it is the most curious of all eras described in the prophecy. Enoch was not able to clearly foretell what was going on in this time. His prophecy is true because this time after Solomon and the glory of David's house was a very dark time with Roman conquest, burning and plundering the land, of an ancient Judean dynasty. The man who arises in this darkness is Jesus Christ, whom the Romans murdered on a cross. The murder of an innocent Jew becomes the symbolic burning of the house of David with judgmental fire. Prophecy metaphorically uses the concept of fire to mean judgment, and Jesus' personal sacrifice is a judgment of fire which burns the house of David. The Romans also literally burned the Judean civilization while forcing the Jews into submission. The murder of Jesus, a true prophet of Almighty God, has been the cause of a very dark and perverse era in human history with 2,000 years of war and pestilence. The Roman conquest dispersed the Jews after the crucifixion and ascension of Jesus Christ. 
Unfortunately, the fulfillment of Messianic prophecy does not lead to an era of positive change. The heretic Jews rejected Jesus' teaching despite the proof of miracles, and the Romans perverted Christ's message by combining Roman mythology, polytheistic paganism, and the testimonies of Christ's disciples into a new doctrine, eventually named Catholicism, which combined pagan mythology with Christ's message and became the primary theology for Christianity. The perversion of Christ's message also became the fulfillment of Enoch's prophecy about the Son of Woman rejection principle. Modern Christianity is now a splintered religion, having various denominations, factions, ideologies, and theological arguments. Both Jews and Muslims continue to reject Jesus Christ as the Messiah because neither of these other two religions will ever agree to accept the pagan concept of a man becoming a god. Because of those lies created by the pagan Romans after they crucified Jesus, all of humanity has not been able to come to any agreement about the message of Jesus Christ. Enoch prophesied that the seventh era following the coming of Christ, his crucifixion, and God's judgment of the Jews will be a time of multiple perverse generations. Indeed, the time since Jesus delivered God's message of repentance and forgiveness has been completely perverse, with so many lies about him, wars based on and about Christianity, and even the persecution of the Jews by a pagan, heretical Catholic who also cursed the nation of Italy and its Pope by securing Mussolini's support for the persecution of the Jews during World War II. While some writers might wish to declare that Hitler was the Antichrist, the truth is that he certainly was an anti-Semite. The Curse of Catholicism This book does not declare support for any argument that Adolf Hitler was the Antichrist, but it is a curious theory with Hitler being the exact opposite of Jesus Christ in human history. It was God's plan to punish the Jewish people and all of humanity for murdering the Messiah, Jesus Christ, with 2,000 years of wars and pestilence. In addition to the creation of Islam by another prophet who opposed both Judaism and Christianity, the history of mankind since the time of Jesus has been darkened with perverse events of war and pestilence. The historic persecution and murder that became known as the Holocaust proves that God allowed the punishment of the Jews, and many of them suffered greatly until death at the hands of a pagan heretic. However, it has not only been the Jews that God has allowed to be punished with these wars and pestilence in history, all of humanity has suffered the error of that ancient crime. If it had not been for the creation of atomic weapons that evolved into thermonuclear weapons, the seventh era might have ended at the turn of the century the way the editor of the 1883 edition of Enoch's Prophecy thought it was going to happen, with an eighth era of peace and prosperity becoming a reality. The 1883 editor manipulated text to place the eighth era immediately following the seventh era in his edition of the translation, but the eighth era of peace and prosperity is not what happened. Mankind has failed to evolve as a peaceful species and the seventh era continued being an age of darkness and perversion. Unless an eighth era for mankind could be explained as an era when all of humanity will perish in a final apocalyptic war, then there will not be any eighth era at all. Additionally, there does not appear to be a prediction of an era of great peace and prosperity occurring for humanity in the book of Revelation. So the destiny of humanity has been ill-fated since the murder of God's Messiah, 
Jesus Christ. Christ did not die for the forgiveness of sin as if he were a human sacrifice sent to the people of earth by Almighty God. Jesus Christ was murdered by men who worshipped an ancient evil remnant of transgressing extraterrestrials of an unknown origin. In order to conceal the truth of their crime, the pagan Romans created an entirely perverse religion that became known as Catholicism, which continues to infect all denominations and variations of Christianity. The only path out of this condemnation under Catholicism is to completely reject its pagan principles by accepting God's eternal truth. It was always in John's prophecy of the revelation that these end times will commence with more wars and plagues. The first of three plagues predicted in the revelation became known as influenza. The second plague has become known as COVID-19. The next plague will be known as the White Death because cesium-137 is a silvery white radioactive ash that will contaminate the Earth's environment and cover everything in a nuclear winter. There will not be a vaccine for the sickness caused by global radioactive contamination, nor will there be any successful medical treatment for the cancers and illnesses it causes. In truth, the circumstances of global cesium-137 contamination began when the first atomic weapon was detonated. Humanity has been slowly suffering from the effects of cesium-137 already in the Earth's atmosphere. And mankind has foolishly increased this contamination in multiple accidents and continuous nuclear weapons testing since the initial use of atomic weapons to end World War II. Global use of thermonuclear weapons in World War III will increase the level of cesium-137 contamination to the point that there will not be any safe place on Earth. The spread of radioactive contamination will occur by a variety of means, such as winds, water, and physical transfer by humans who will be unaware that they are contaminated and spreading this untreatable plague. The same was true of the previous two plagues that were spread by people all over the world without their knowledge of doing it until everyone became infected. The difference in this final spread of a deadly plague from the previous two occurrences of viral plagues is that people will experience external manifestations of the contamination in the form of burns on their faces and hands, marks on their faces and hands, hair loss, vomiting, and nausea for exposures of as little as 75 rads in only a few minutes. Death will occur in as little as two weeks following exposure of more than 1,000 rats. There is no cure for radiation sickness. There is only painful suffering until death. The End of Catholicism Enoch describes a time when the righteous will be selected from among all of humanity and the sevenfold doctrine will be given to them. The sevenfold doctrine is God's eternal truth presented in this poetry and it has been previously hidden from all of humanity for 2,000 years. The purpose of introducing God's eternal truth at this time in history is to terminate Catholicism, which has become the cause of mankind's pagan idolatry and blasphemy of Almighty God. The end of an era of perversion for humanity must occur with the end of Catholicism, which is the cause of this perversion. The fraudulent perpetrated by ancient heretics and pagan idolaters must come to light in God's eternal truth within this book. Jesus Christ was not the Son of God. 
Jesus Christ was the Messiah, and pagan Romans killed him. He was not a human sacrifice for the forgiveness of sin. He was murdered. In the 10th chapter of John's revelation, God showed a small scroll to John, and the sevenfold doctrine of God's eternal truth was in this little book. God concealed the eternal truth from mankind at that time because he was going to give humanity 2,000 years to repent of the crime of murdering Jesus Christ. Satan used the 2,000 years of God's punishment upon mankind to further pervert the message of Jesus Christ with the virgin birth lie. Satan's revenge for Christ's defeat of death as proof of Eloi's supremacy has been to implant the scurrilous lie of virgin birth throughout the New Testament and seal it with the curse of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was the name of the king of Salem and a peacemaker, but he was never a priest of the Most High God. Melchizedek is the name of the angel of peace who serves as an advocate for the condemned spirits of the fallen angels and their demonic offspring on Judgment Day. Jesus Christ will be the advocate for the souls of men who repent of pagan idolatry and accept the Holy Spirit prior to Judgment Day, but he is not the same as Melchizedek. Jesus Christ was a human being, and he's the advocate for all of humanity. God appoints an angelic being to be the advocate for the condemned spirits of angelic beings, and Melchizedek is his name. The scales of justice are thus balanced in the courtroom of Almighty God, with the eternal human spirit of Jesus Christ advocating for the forgiveness of those who have repented and compensation for their suffering from the torments of Satan, the fallen watchers, and the demonic spirits of their offspring. Jesus Christ will pray to God for justice, but Melchizedek will profane God with an accusation of injustice. God will forgive human beings who repent, but God will never forgive Satan, the fallen watchers, or the spirits of their offspring. The Melchizedekian curse has been Satan's effort to further corrupt mankind into blaspheming God, and God will punish all of those among mankind who refuse to repent of the Catholic lies prior to Judgment Day. Melchizedek's case against God will fail because God will not have mercy on man or angel. While God does love all of humanity, God is not more partial to one species than the other. The angel of peace will want God to grant mercy to all of the transgressors because of how the majority of humanity has profaned God. But God's eternal truth will become known to the whole world in enough time that people will be able to make a choice to repent of their sin and accept the truth that the Holy Spirit is the true form of God. Those who refuse to accept the correction of this prophecy will rightly suffer God's judgment and justice will be served. The universe is expansive with many different species and life forms and there are many other creatures who have evolved to be peaceful and know the truth of Almighty God. Humanity is not one of them. Following the second beast's rise to power on earth as described in Revelation chapter 13, the 14th chapter of John's Revelation predicts that mankind will receive God's eternal truth from one like the Son of Man who appears in a cloud. While there will be many people who will come to know God's eternal truth, pagan heretics will reject the prophecy because accepting it will require them to have humility and admit that they have been wrong. Instead, the pagan Christians heretic Jews, and infidel Muslims will proclaim that all of this prophecy is a fraud 
and that the messenger should be killed the same as Jesus Christ. This final act of blaspheming God's Holy Spirit by denying the truth of prophecy, by preferring the lies written by men in books that are not the words of God, results in God's judgment to allow the third and final plague to commence. The last plague, the third woe, will be radiation sickness resulting from global thermonuclear war and the spread of radioactive contamination that cannot be prevented. The beast who will cause this final war is a Roman Catholic and a pagan heretic who publicly worships Satan by proclaiming the acceptance of sexual immorality. Satan's scurrilous lies implanted in the editorialized testimonies of the New Testament Gospels are the cause of mankind's torment. The initial perversion of Christ's message occurred during the Flavian dynasty and the first emperor Constantine. The pagan heretics he spawned took complete control of the documents and doctrine that became the present-day Holy Bible in Christianity. Pagan mythology perverted the truth of Jesus Christ and led to more suffering for humanity because those lies, a virgin birth and son of God, have caused men to kill each other. The pagan Roman Leo III sealed the fate of all mankind by prohibiting any further changes to the already paganized text of the Holy Bible. Leo's fame has been his proclaiming an end to paganism. While centuries of unsuspecting people were misled to believe that Christianity was not paganism, the leaders of men who professed a faith in Catholicism and proclaiming the veracity of a corrupted text became murderers among murderers who tortured and persecuted those who accepted the truth of the Holy Spirit. Senseless killing is not what Jesus taught or wanted, but pagan Christian heretics have undeniably killed millions of innocent people throughout history. Christianity is paganism when based on Catholicism. Rewriting history at this point is not an option for anyone reading this text who might choose to deny the truth as it appears here. Enoch's prophecies clearly say that God will reject those who refer to the Messiah as son of woman. For those who insist that the Holy Bible is a pure and unadulterated text under the premise of biblical inerrancy, the choice they make to believe in those lies will be their final fatal flaw. Those who have subscribed to the evangelical theology of biblical inerrancy are worshiping a false god. Their selfish human pride will prevent them from knowing God's eternal truth by the power of God's Holy Spirit who can and does provide correction through prophecy and spiritual communication with true believers. The modern version of the Holy Bible is a cursed book filled with errors and fraudulence perpetrated by Catholic heretics. The Antichrist are all those who blaspheme God by claiming that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. It is only the demonically possessed who will say that Jesus Christ was the Son of God. Constantine and his descendants perverted the entire Holy Bible by virtue of their control of writing and literature in many languages, and this was the point of Enoch's prophecy about several perverted generations in the seventh era. The most important of all messages Jesus presented to humanity was to receive God's Holy Spirit because this helps humanity to know the truth. When the pagan heretical lies in a perverted text known as the Holy Bible would conceal the truth. It is also true that Jesus returned to the earth to reassert this message to other prophets and their followers so that knowing the truth by the power of the Holy Spirit would become the most important characteristic of the LDS theology. While the Book of Mormon is not completely void of pagan ideology, 
there is a relevance to what it represents for humanity in general. They have a chance to repent, but they will also have too much pride in the works of their hands. For this reason, God will make an example of many of them, and they will be left behind to suffer in the apocalypse, despite their lives of sacrifice to righteousness. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is an unforgivable sin. The Holy Spirit is God, and knowing the Holy Spirit will enable knowledge of God's eternal truth, while also revealing what is a lie in those pagan heretical texts that are not God's words. Prayer and repentance of those sinful lies of virgin birth and the pagan theologies of Jesus being the Son of God are necessary to follow the path of light and understanding in God's eternal truth. It is necessary to willingly abandon the scurrilous lies within the book of man to know the one true God. And it takes wisdom to prevail. Without knowing God's eternal truth and having the humility to understand it all, many souls will be lost in the apocalypse because of the ancient pagan lies of Catholicism. Well, that concludes this first segment of the Summary Discussion of Part 5. The next episode will be the second segment of this summary. Be sure to subscribe for notifications of new releases. Thank you for listening. I am Michael.